Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, February 16th, 2022, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today, we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are on the title page, which says Alcoholics Anonymous the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. And we'll be reading and commenting on that title page. Today's readers, and thank you for your service on Wednesday morning, The 12 Steps, Tenzin P., The 12 Traditions, Diane C., readers of the text are Janice P.M., Dara L., and Crystal P., Our newcomer greeter is Gail B., and our second-hour host is Betsy H. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, February 15, 2022, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 18,554. That's 18554. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 18,555. That's one eight five five five. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P. to please read the 12 steps. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. Tenzin P. checking in from New York. And here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 
Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin P. And I will now ask Diane C. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning, everybody. Diane C., recovering in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public Public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Diane C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, 
Everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we're resuming our study of the big book, and we are on the title page, Alcoholics Anonymous, The Story Of. And I will um, ask Janice PM to please read for us this morning. Well, thank you so much, Lisa H. Um, this is Janice PM. I recovered, grateful recovered, the compulsive overeater. I am so excited and so privileged to be able to begin reading the book that I live in on a daily basis. And the book is entitled Alcoholics Anonymous. How many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism? Fourth edition. Well, what is that? One sentence and and it's just full, full. First of all, how is, first of all, to me, it's a hope. There's so much hope here because they're telling me and us how. How do they do it? A step-by-step guide, guidebook. It's their experiences. And this is past tense because this book, this fourth edition, was written um, uh, in 2001, but the book was written in 1939, which means that before that, before the book, they didn't have AA, they didn't have the book, but yet they got recovered. That many thousands, not just 1,000, many thousands at, that, at this time of men and women have recovered from the disease, the illness of alcoholism. My goodness. Now, how, as I said, is a step-by-step guidebook on how these men and women, all right, so it's their experience, so we can't quabble with experiences um, and how they recovered. And what does that mean? Does that mean that the cured, oh, there's a cure for this. No, that does not mean it's recured. They're recured. They followed this, these, these guidelines in this book and they had a, found a way out through these, this book, the 12 steps, this 12 step recovery program and what did they recover from on a daily basis? What a wonderful miracle. What a wonderful thing if you're coming into this program for the first time and say that, boy, there's a way out out of my illness of compulsive overeating, out of that, you know, allergy of wanting to compulsively eat and that obsession of the mind that, you know, I would go back to it once I stopped. Thousands have recovered which means the problem has been solved. My problem is solved for my day, for the day, because my illness is just suppressed. And and it's really something, isn't it, that uh, there's so much hope, and it's their stories, stories. A story, my story is what, what I was like, what happened, and what I am like now. So that's what these pioneers are doing. They're telling you, this is how they were. This is what happened. And this is how I am today. And, you know, there's so many of us on this line. And if you're not one of us yet, you will be if you live in this book. Because they're telling us. There's no other book that has told me. Because I lived in, in food magazines, recipes, 
They didn't tell me. They told me, how, you know, how to stop eating. And, of course, that wasn't my problem. Uh, it was. But it, it's this book that's teaching me how to live, how to Fine. live one day at a time. And it is such an exciting experience. And with that, I will pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice PM. And although we value your experience, we do ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience as well. So if you've shared on Monday or Tuesday on any of the vision meetings, we ask you to hold back. And who would like to share on what was read this morning? Judy K. Phil M. Judy Harlan G. Reva P. Ann M. Terry J. Ann M. I got you on. Terry J. Was that a Terry or a Mary? Terry. Terry, okay. Terry. Harlan G. I got you, Harlan. Okay, let me tell you who I have and... Let's see if I miss anybody. Did you get Nessa R? Did you get Nessa? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Did you Hang get Nessa R? Nope. I'm putting you at the end, Nessa. So I have Judy K, Phil M, Harlan G, Reva P, Ann M. I think it's Terry J and Nessa R. Fabulous lineup. If I got your the first initial of your last name incorrect, please correct me. So Judy K, you're up, followed by Phil M. Thank you. May I be heard? You can. Okay, this is Judy Kay, recovered in Cary, North Carolina, and feeling very privileged to be able to share on the very first cover page of Alcoholics Anonymous, recovered, recovered, recovered. So 20 years ago, my daughter had Epstein-Barr, and she recovered. I recovered from breast cancer a dozen years ago. And three years ago, I started my journey in recovery from compulsive overeating, even though I was coming to Overeaters Anonymous for, I don't know, 30 years, going to meetings. I finally found vision and finally worked the steps, which was the prescription that I followed for recovery. So how did, how did we, my daughter recover from Epstein-Barr? How did I recover from breast cancer? By following the prescriptions, by following um, the instructions of our doctors. Does it mean that we'll never have a recurrence, God forbid, of the Epstein-Barr or the, <clears throat> or the cancer? It doesn't mean that we will never have a recurrence. It means that we've, we've recovered from the symptoms, from the consequences of the disease. We've recovered. The body's recovered. In this recovery, my body and my soul have recovered from the damages of this deadly disease of compulsive eating. And it's by following the instructions and by getting close to God God has seen me through all of it, and I'm not whole if I'm not with my God. I'm only half. I'm not whole if I'm not with God. Thank you, everybody, for this journey together, and uh, well, that I'll pass. Thank you, Judy Kay. And Phil M., you're up, followed by Harlan G. 
Lisa, thank you so much for your service. Um, I'm Phil M, a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater from Northern Ireland. And, uh, oh boy, I can't believe I'm actually sharing here. It's wonderful. Um, yeah, it's so touching. You know, how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism? When I first, you know, discovered um, vision and I heard people saying they were recovered, I, I just thought, what, the crazy, you know? Because um, I thought we were never recovered. But I discovered, having read the big book, but not having seen it, you know, that people do recover, have recovered. And I heard the recovery, you know, and the shares. And um, I thought the people who tried to do 90 meetings in 90 days were crazy. Well, in the past couple of years, it's been my privilege to do, you know, a meeting a day. And most of those are definitely vision meetings, you know, and the special editions have really fed my recovery. And the other day I reached um, a year anniversary of abstinence and um, I kind of nearly missed it. You know, it was in the evening of the 11th of February and I went, what date is it today? And, um, you know, I just, it's just such a joy. I had a year and a half before, but it was a year and a half of abstinence. It wasn't recovery. I made that mistake. I thought, you know, just not eating my trigger foods was recovery. But it's so much more than that. It's so much richer. And if anybody's here for the first time, you too can recover. If I can do it, you can certainly do it. And and I didn't do it, really. I, I had the help of everyone trudging this road with me. I had the help of an incredible sponsor and this wonderful, wonderful program. Um, you know, and not to be called by the food, not be to be owned by the food is just uh, it's just a miracle. And today I was talking to my current sponsee about her, you know, understanding of her higher power. And what a privilege, what a privilege to explore my own understanding, which is growing all the time because I can never get to the to the top, to the bottom, to the width of the love that my higher power has for me. And how lovely that was to do it. It was one of our lovely members who suggested that we spend so much time identifying what foods we shouldn't have. Why shouldn't we spend time on identifying our higher power and what our higher power means to us? And I'm so, so grateful um, to this program, to the people who contribute, to the people who attend, um, and um, to my higher power for having led me to Alcoholics Anonymous. And for Alcoholics Anonymous for leading me to my higher power, who is genderful, not genderless. She, he, they. And it's a lovely adventure. I'm just so excited to be here. With that, I pass. Thank you, Phil M. And Harlan G., you're followed by Reba P. Thank you so much. And moderator, if you could time me, I'm out walking. I would be eternally grateful. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Now, let's take a look at something that's not on your page, because I'm assuming you have a fourth edition. And AA lost the copyright on this, but in the first three editions, on the title page is an equilateral triangle. Equilateral means the angles are equal so that none is greater than the other. And on the left is service. On the right is unity. On the bottom is recovery. It sits on a base of recovery. Service, unity, recovery. What is the symbol that is around that triangle is a circle. 
in the Judeo-Christian ethic, in the Judeo-Christian tradition, the circle is a symbol of never-ending study, never-ending devotion, never-ending service. So we study this book for the rest of our lives. And we do not get this program by studying so much as we get by transmitting. That's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. But you don't get this program, as Clancy Emerson said, by absorbing spiritual information. You get this program by transmitting spiritual information. But as we just exemplified, we went through the book, and now we are starting again. And it is a never-ending source of information, and it's a wealth of knowledge. It doesn't change. We change. And so as we see the words in the book, as we see and absorb the concepts of the book, and our life is different, our reactions are different, and our, our spiritual life deepens and becomes richer and progressive. An equilateral triangle, service, unity, based on recovery, and a never-ending study and a never-ending quest to take this book and its contents into our hearts. And what we are charged with is service to others. And we remember always that the main object of this book is to help you find a power greater than yourself which will solve your problem. And that quest is never-ending. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan. Perfect timing. Reva P., you're up, followed by Ann M. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. If you would have told me years ago that I'd be excited to share on a title page of this book, I would have thought, Um, That was crazy, but here I am. Um, So the things that strike me this morning are, first of all, the words Alcoholic Anonymous are bolded, which reminds me that it was a really bold statement at the time um, that people could recover from this disease. It had never, ever happened before. And when I first came into the rooms, it was a bold statement to hear that people weren't suffering from this disease. And every time I share a step 10, I hear a bold statement that um, things can be different than the way I perceive them to be um, when I am blocked um, and not accessing the truth uh, through my higher power. Um, The second thing, you know, that I love is the how-to. I'm very big on how-to books. Um, I don't want the theories. Um, I can over-theorize and analyze. So it's really helpful when somebody just gives me practical tips. Recovered, past tense, And what have they recovered from? Alcoholism, the ism. So I learn in this book that I get to recover if I follow the instructions from the allergy of the body by putting down the foods, ingredients, behaviors, but so much more importantly, from the ism, from the mindset that takes me back to the thing that kills me. So it tells me after step 10 that I've been placed in a placed I didn't place myself. I've been placed in the position of neutrality 
safe and protected. I'm not swearing it off. The problem has been removed. It does not exist. I am not cocky or afraid. And this is my experience if I put down the food, do the steps so I access my higher power who does for me what I can't do for myself. And I only have a daily reprieve. Um, I'm not cured. And you know, every time I do the work and every time I'm able to clear the blockages to my higher power so that I can know the truth, it's a bold realization. Um, and I get that reprieve. Um, and it's so much more, the more I'm here, the more I realize it's the mindset. It's all the manifestations of selfishness that drove me to the food as relief that I get relief from only, only by accessing power. I cannot do this for myself. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. And on M, you're up, followed by Terry J. On, press star one, we can't hear you. Okay, maybe On's having technical difficulties. Terry J, are you available? And I'll come back to On M. Yeah. Y'all can hear me? This is Terry okay. J. Okay, go ahead, Terry. This is Terry J in Michigan. I'm uh, glad to be on the line this morning. I'm so excited, just very, very excited. Thank everybody for their service, everybody for their shares. Whew, I just have to take a deep breath. Uh, abstinent for today and staying in the process. I'm excited, as everybody else has said, for me this is a awesome, awesome opportunity to be here starting from the very first page of the big book with um, just, just so excited. Excited, so excited with the vision for you. Um, I, I'm going to continue doing my work. Uh, I realize that, you know, I'm learning. I'm in the process. My, tra- my credits don't transfer. And I just go blank in the mind about what I think I know because it's little. It's little. I'm beginning to understand the principles. I'm beginning to understand that the food is important, but it's not about the food. It's about the transformation that I receive through the principles in the book. And as I live by them, someone just said that all I have is a daily reprieve, and that's uh, contingent on my spiritual life, on contingent on my spiritual life that I'm living and reading and absorbing and taking in and looking at when I go left, what's the problem, and not left in the food because we know the food is just a symptom of the underlying disease. But what is it? What is that feeling? What was that? What was said or what happened that triggered me that I want to turn to the food? What's that hidden agenda down on the inside planted in my brain? Who knows when? And work on that, you know, and as God gives me 
grace and mercy each day to go back and look at the steps and read my journal, go back and look and see what happened that day. All of these things are important. It can't be I don't have time, I work, I got this, I got that. I have got to make time. And this is Terry's story. I've got to make time because my disease, number one, wants to kill me. And if I don't make the time and do the spiritual work with someone that has done the work and is maintaining, again, they have a daily reprieve just like I do, and maintaining that spiritual condition, then it's not going to work. I can't take away this and add that and do it my way. And I'm just grateful today, again, to be at the beginning with everybody. Thanks for letting me share, and everybody have an awesome day. Thank you, Terry J. And on M, are you available? Yeah, thanks, Lisa. This is on there. You are. Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm sorry about that. It was technical problems. Uh, and I'm here, recovered compulsive overeater sure in Ireland. And uh, again, yeah, great sharing and great. Gosh, it's a milestone day, you know, to to start the book. Um, and I loved all the shares so far. And uh, yeah, just you know, I love how we take this, you know, what almost word by word. And uh, the words are so, you know, just on this page are so deep and so meaningful for me, you know. And again, like we shared, you know, the word how. Um, yeah, and I was, you know, I've heard it on this line a lot that, you know, we don't ask why, we ask how. And, uh, yeah, I ask how because I want results. I want to get recovered. And I've been recovered for, you know, in this program for quite a while now. And, uh, you know, it takes one day each day at a time. And, uh, you know, I just hear a lot of hope as well. How many thousands and at this stage it's millions um have recovered and that word recovered like was shared you know for me recovery is about you know being free of the food and in harmony with the world and myself and my higher power um yeah and and you know it is being free of the physical allergy and the mental obsession but also for me it's about emotional sobriety you know if i am not in harmony with myself and the and 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 the people around me you know i don't have emotional sobriety i um really you know held hostage within my soul i suppose and blocked off from my higher power and for me i need to be, get the full sunlight of the spirit so you know that's why the how 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 thousands of men and women have recovered and you know that's doing the work it's taking the action it's it's you know learning this for me it's step one and Step one is really know my problem. Step two is know my solution. And step three is signing up, saying I'm I'm prepared to do the work, you know, and taking the actions four to nine are the unblocking steps and continuing those that unblocking process. It's that skill set that I've learned in four to nine. And, you know, I get to continue this work. I get to remain unblocked and to cultivate that relationship with that higher power, which is why I wanted to become un- and had to become unblocked, and then to give this program away. And in all my affairs, it's not just within fellowship. Yeah, and just loved how the, that word alcoholism, which for me, you know, alcoholism for me is really, you know, the problem. But the problem is, you know, that build up of emotions, which I, I, I don't, I cannot, I cannot resolve and dissolve myself. And I love the phrase when it said, you know, it's step one really turned backwards. It's 
I'm powerless over my emotions and my food is unmanageable because that explains to me my real problem. My problem, like it says on, on at the end of step 12 and 103, you know, the bottles are only a symbol. For me, it's that deep internal condition, which, which you know, is my restless, irritable and discontented manifestation. It manifests in, in that form and I need the food for the effect. And with that, I pass. And thanks again for your service and your patience, Lisa. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, An M. And Nessa R., you're up. Hi, good morning. This is Nessa R., a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, I love this page. There's so little in it, and yet there's so much. Like, every word is so meaningful. I actually started my, my, my uh, work with my sponsors um, here on this page. Um, you know, and uh, as was just shared, um, how, the story of how, um, you know, it doesn't say why are we compulsive overeaters, it says, it says how, why is a very unhelpful word, because it usually ends up in why me, why me, why me, you know, and, um, you know, that leads us to the food, but how is very use, useful, it's uh, in the dictionary, it's defined as in what manner or in what way. So it tells me what is it that I need to do to get over uh, my, my malady. Um, and the word story, to me, it connotes a demonstration, like an example, a role model for, for, for me to follow. Like, you know, everybody else in my life told me what to do. You know, like my doctor, you know, said, you know, you need to, you need to eat less, you need to lower your cholesterol, uh, go to a dietitian, you know, et cetera. Um, you know, but nobody really showed me what to do uh, because they never had to do it themselves, you know. But these people did it. They did it themselves, and now they're showing me how they have recovered. You know, and that's another thing. You know, recovered is in the past tense, as, as, as it has um, been shared, you know, by, by several people already. It means it has been accomplished. And for me, recovery doesn't mean a cure. It means that I'm in a position of neutrality. I have a relationship with my creator that provides me with all the sense of ease and comfort I need. I don't need to get it from the food. I don't need to get it from validation from other people. I don't need to get it from anything else. And that has been accomplished. You know, it's not a a never-ending process where I, I work and work and work and never get there. You know, and, and I would say um, what is never ending, of course, is the work required to stay there, you know, to stay connected to God, to stay in a position of neutrality uh, with the food. But but I do arrive. I do get there. It's recovered. It's not a recovering. Like the word recovering only appears, you know, I think two or three times in the big book. And it's always, uh, and I think it's in the, in the chapter to wives or one of those chapters that are telling other people how to deal with with alcoholics and what to expect uh, of alcoholics. And it's used in the context of while we are working the steps. But, you know, for the rest of us, there, there is, there is a, um, kind of like a, an end line of sorts. It's recovered. Um, and then, of course, I got to work to stay there, which I am very happy to do. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Nessa R. And we are reading this morning from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous on the title page. 
um, Alcoholics Anonymous, the story of, and, and sharing just on the title page. And who else would like to share this morning? Ken W.H. Rick Ken Rick J. Jennifer C. I thought I heard Jennifer. Did I hear Dara? Yeah, Dara. Okay. Anybody else? Roz G. Roz G. One more, maybe? Julie K. Julie K. Okay. Who else was that? Hopefully we can get to you. Can you just say what page that is on? It's on the title page. I mean, it literally, there's, there's, you know, there's one page that's um, at the very beginning and then, uh, you know, one single page on the fourth edition and it's the title page, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. So I have Ken W.H., Rick J., Jennifer C., Dara L., Roz G., and Julie K., I believe. So Ken W.H., please share with us. Well, good morning. Thank you, Lisa. This is Ken W.H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from North Carolina. I just wanted to say today uh, marks the start of a journey that if uh, if you all stay with it, if uh you you're in for a a journey of 428 weekdays um i started this journey through the big book um not for <laughs> not recovered yet but in uh june 26 19 uh, 2020 and it's been 428 weekdays in a row that i have wandered <laughs> with you through this book and I am just overwhelmed by what it has done in my life. It's incredible how powerful this book is. Um, I picked up on the uh, t- title page uh, the word anonymous. And um, for me, that means that actually that, that word anonymous is kind of a hint to the 12th step for me. Um, personalities take a back seat. My personality takes a back seat to principles, <clears throat> excuse me, the principles of the program. I, mean, I can't drive from the back seat. I'm being driven, taken on a journey. I'm, I'm being, passing through the arch to freedom, uh, and I am being carried through that uh, by a power greater than myself that had something in mind for me that I couldn't have, have imagined. Um, I couldn't have found my way to an arch, let alone go through it. Um, so uh, the anonymity part, the alcoholic anonymous, the compulsive overeater anonymous, uh, puts me on the level plane. It kind of puts me on a par with all of the rest of you all over the world that are listening to this meeting, all 503 of us, and <laughs> just totally amazed at the at the power of spending so much time walking through this book together. So I thank you all for being there, and I'm starting over again. I got page one, number one, on uh, February 16th of 2022. God bless all of us. Thanks. Thank you, Ken W.H. And, and if you're not Rick J., please be sure that you're muted. Um, Rick J., you're up, followed by Jennifer C., 
Hi, Lisa. Thank you. My name's Rick J. I am uh, a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Ken's neighbor. Hi, Ken. <laughs> and uh, good to hear you sharing. And we're part of that story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from compulsive overeating. Um, and I love this book. This book is saving my life uh, every day. So I, uh, I dive into this book uh, every day. And what a gift to be a part of that story, um, to be recovered or on the journey to recovery for some of us. Uh, it's um, a very personal journey, but we don't have to do it alone. You know, we, uh, we are this story. And as we go through these pages, we see how we recover and we see what we do in the steps to recover. And that word recovered, I used to hate it. I used to think it was very uh, sort of egotistical and pretentious to say this word recovered, like I've, I've done something and, and I've achieved something. It's just for me. It's simply a fact. I'm recovered. This, the people in here have recovered. And if I look on uh, you know, this page where that word appears for the first time in the book, I see it again on XIII twice. And I'll see it on XV. And I see it on XVII and XXV and 17 and 20 and 29 and 45 and 90 and 96 and 113 and 132 and 133, 146. You know, that's 16 times this word recovered appears in this book for a reason. It doesn't say how the story of how many thousands of men and women learned how to stay away from a drink one day at a time or how many people how many thousands of men and women have uh, have lost x amount of pounds now it's it's how we recovered and as we go through this as i went through this book i saw what i was actually recovering from it lays it out very specifically in here of what it is i'm dealing with you know that i do have an allergy to the body i have an obsession to the mind and I also have this at the root of my troubles is also a selfishness and self-centeredness that drives me through my warped character defects to try to, to find a life I can live in and never was able to do. But thanks to this book and this, these steps and a connection with my higher power and a connection with you, I've learned that now I am recovered by doing these, by doing what you did one day at a time. With that, I pass. Thank you, Rick J. And Jennifer C., you're up, followed by Dara L. Jennifer, press star one. We can't Hi, good morning. Good morning. There you are. Hi. (laughs) Good morning. Um, So the word recovered, um, there's lots of definitions, but one of them is to return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. Um, to be made well again. Um, You know, what does it mean for me to be well today? It means that I'm in touch with and aware of my true need. 
when I think I need food, I know that what I really need is my abstinence. So that space can be created for true nourishment, right? When I'm in the food, there's no space. There's no space for anything. There's just allergy and feeding the monster. So when I think I need food, my mind is restored to sanity and reminds me that what I really, really need is to follow my food plan. When I think I need control, I need more control over people, places, or situations that I don't like, God reminds me that I really need more surrender. That's what I really need. If I'm fighting something, I need surrender more and more and more surrender. When I think I need to figure something out and rack my brain and think about it and obsess about it, today I know that I need guidance and direction and then I need to relax and take it easy and trust that the answers are going to come. That's what it means for me today to to be recovered. When I think I need to be left alone and isolated, you know, I'm reminded that I need to reach out and I need to connect. Why? Because food is not my solution today. Food is not my solution. So there's space for sanity, for sane thoughts to come in and to control my mind. Um, Another definition of recovered means to regain possession of, right? The phenomenon of craving hijacks my heart, my mind, my time, my attention, my clarity. It takes everything from me. Being recovered means that my life and my will are no longer in the possession of this evil and corroding force. But it does not mean that dark thoughts are still not going to war for my heart today, right? Like it doesn't mean that I'm always going to feel happy, joyous, and free. But it means that if I have a day or a week or even a month of sadness and grief or confusion, I don't have to destroy myself with food. But guess what? It doesn't mean that I'm never going to want to. And it doesn't mean that I'm never going to have the thought to put a spoon to a jar of peanut butter. But what it means for today is that God has possession of my life and that I no longer turn my will and my life over to the control of this evil and corroding force. Thank you all for being here. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jennifer C. And Dara L., you're up, followed by Roz G. Hi, great. Thanks for your service. This is Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. What really stood out to me today is thinking about how, you know, AA was started by a, 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 a stock analyst who had nothing going, uh, going for him and pretty much hated God and, uh, you know, thought, uh, yeah, was, was very embittered about religion and then like a very, very religious and, you know, trying to be pious doctor. And I, and, and from those two guys, right. Um, this fellowship was born. And I think about the line, how many thousands of men and women, just that specific part, and about um, the inclusivity of this program and the expansion of this program and the increasing accessibility of this program 
over time and that, you know, today it's millions of people of all gender identities, you know, but, but the fact that, that something that started from these two people has been so threaded through with, um, you know, with the workings of, of God. And when I say God, you know, I mean like threaded through with spiritual principles that it is accessible for people of all gender identities, races, religions, colors, creeds, uh, backgrounds, you know, countries is, is amazing. And I'm reminded of the Lasker Award on page 571 um, of the big book, just that the little bit of it that says, you know, having this has a vast potential for the myriad other ills of mankind. You know, like we are reading the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, but I am not a an alcoholic. I'm a compulsive overeater and anorexic and bulimic. Thank God I'm recovered today. And the fact that this simple book um, with one story, which is the story of the path through the steps to God, you know, with entire abstinence, that that story has applications for individuals of all identities and all experiences. I mean, that is beautiful to me that we can all use this to recover and that that recovery happens in community, but that it's accessible to everyone. And I love, I love that on this line, we have atheists and agnostics and, you know, people of all religious identity. Like, this is so cool to me that I get to recover in this space um, that, you know, wasn't available at the time when this big book was being penned, but that through the love of God, which is everything, you know, this has gotten more and more and more expansive and more and more and more accessible. And because of that, someone like me has been able to recover from a hopeless state of mind and body. And I'm so grateful, you know, that I have used this book and the other people here to identify in and not identify out. Um, and I'll Hi. pass. And thank you so much. Yep. Thank you, Dara L. And Roz G, you're up, followed by Julie K. Good morning. Uh, my name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm in Palmdale, California. Boy, the shares have been so rich this morning. Thank you so much. Um, this book has given me the, the right view of myself. This book has given me a whole new life. This book has formed and shaped my identity so that I'm no, no longer living a Hollywood storefront life of, uh, of ego. And this book has given me friends from all over the world. And um, I, I, I was in a workshop with a big book teacher who broke down the word anonymous. And, you know, I got this from, from this teacher and uh, he he broke down the Latin words of anonymous, which was anono, onoma, a, meaning no name, and, or, yeah, anonoma, meaning no name, and humus, like, which is the, the Latin root for a common dirt, common as the grain of sand. So that puts me in a place of being a person with no name that is as common as dirt. And, and and that's a beautiful thing. It's it means that I can come here and I can just be 
a person that's like everybody else. And the person also said that um, in the original AA book, the unity triangle was is that was there. It was removed, and I don't know why. But I live in that triangle, in that triangle circle. You know, I have unity, just like the last person shared. I live with unity of people from different faiths, different beliefs, and different races. But I have the same thing in common with all of them and sponsored and been sponsored by people of different faiths and religions. But when it comes to compulsive overreading, we get each other. And it's given, and I live in the service, place of service where I work with people every day and I try to, um, you know, either be a reader or uh, be on a committee or whatever I am in a meeting. I try to take a service position. And recovery, you know, that means I have a food plan and I do a, a nightly review and I do 10 steps all day and I wake up and I do my morning routine. And, I, and I'm learning how to meditate in a deeper way. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to try to meditate three times a day. That's what this book has done for me. And every time I read it, I keep learning. Thank you. I keep learning something new. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Roz G. And Julie K., you're up, and you have two minutes. Great. Thank you so much for your service. Um, I'm Julie Kay, recovering in this program from Connecticut. And, you know, every morning I commute an hour and a half to work from Connecticut to the South Bronx. And I listen to this meeting. But I have never started with you all from the cover page through that last word on page 164. And I popped out of bed this morning like it wasn't 515, with such joy and excitement to make sure that I was in the car before 7 o'clock, that I could log into this meeting, dial into this meeting, and hear every single word, because I am so excited to go through the big book with you all from from the very first sentence. Um, and. I love, I didn't know about the unity symbol in the big book, and actually I, for, for the holidays this year, um, we bought that symbol in wrought iron, and it stands, you know, it's nailed to the outside of our home. We are a home of service and unity and recovery, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just amazing. I don't know, but I'm so excited, and... You know, I found I found God in this meeting. You all showed me how to be a woman of faith and dignity and grace. And I am so grateful for that. So thank you all and everyone have a wonderful day. Thank you, Julie Kay, and thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, February sixteenth. 2022, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, is 18,561. That's 18561. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. 
Well, Dara L., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Sure. Thanks so much. I'm Dara L., still a recovered compulsive eater in Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.